When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. KFI AM 640, you're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4 every day on the radio after 4 o'clock. You go to the iHeart app and you can hear the John and Ken podcast. Same show. It's called John and Ken On Demand, and hear all the parts you missed or hear uh, your favorite parts again, and that's after 4 o'clock. All right, we will have another chance for money coming up next hour at around 3.20. It's the KFI Cash Contest. It's back. Be listening for the key word. Well, now we present another chapter in the ongoing battle of communist Sacramento against the rest of us, and this deals with their housing mandates. Uh, Newsom dippity Do said... We're going to make sure we have enough housing in the state of California, and we're going to come up with a state-required housing plan. That'll tell each town and city just how many new homes they have to build by a certain deadline. Well, the one place that's fighting back is Huntington Beach. In fact, a lot of cities in Orange County haven't really submitted much plans to build this housing. But Huntington Beach has been told that they have to build 13,368 homes by the end of the decade. Now, they have about 200,000 people in Huntington Beach, and the response from most of the city council and the mayor was, no, we like our community the way it is, and we think we should decide how to build and where to build and how much to build. So we've now had an ongoing battle between the two, and the state is saying, well, there will be repercussions. There will be fines and fees and withholding funding and blah, blah. 
Last night, the city council, though, voted four to three with another effort was made to adopt the state plan, the housing plan, and they rejected it. So we're going to talk to the mayor, Tony Strickland, and the city attorney for Huntington Beach, Michael Gates. Guys, you there? Michael, you there? I'm here. And Tony Strickland, hello. Hello, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Okay, let's start with uh, City Attorney Michael Gates. Very briefly, just explain what the new law was in Sacramento that gave them the right to tell you to build 13,000 units. Yeah, so in 2017 and 18, beginning there and, and up to now, the state has passed dozens and dozens and dozens of onerous housing laws. Among those new housing laws are mandates for cities to zone, including specifically uh, like Huntington Beach charter cities, which have traditionally had their own housing authority, their own ability to zone for their own uh, needs in their city, um, that that the, the cities now have to build for regional housing needs allocation, which is high-density, affordable housing. Huntington Beach's number or quota handed down by the state to Huntington Beach is 13,368. So basically, in this cycle of eight years, this planning cycle of eight years, the city is now being forced by the state to adopt a plan to account for 13,368 units of high-density affordable housing. Right. Now, you, as you know from previous conversations, Huntington Beach is largely largely already built out, so that means redevelopment for the city. Um, and that's just a number right. that the city council last night said was too much to stomach. Yeah, you know, they hate single-family homes, uh, these Sacramento communists, and they want to force people inside uh, little condo and apartment boxes. Uh, Tony Strickland, you're the mayor. Uh, yep. uh, the mood of the people in Huntington Beach, I imagine most of them like their single family home neighborhoods and they're not interested in having massive apartment buildings with all the extra traffic, for example, and the parking issues and everything else. Yeah, this fight, this fight is fundamental into the way of life that people have in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is a suburban coastal community. I like the suburban uh, feel of the city. And they don't want to urbanize. And these folks in Sacramento, 95% of the population in California is built in 5% of the area space. We're 95% built out. And what this crazy philosophy from those in Sacramento is, we want to urbanize suburban communities. There's a reason why in Sacramento we have the highest gas tax, the highest car tax. And when they spend money in transportation, they don't do it in roads and highways. They put it in things like the bullet train because they think they're going to get people out of their cars. And they want to urbanize all of California. There are no incentives to build homes in areas like San Bernardino, for example. So San Bernardino Board of Supervisors want to develop and they want to build more homes. But the state is stopping them from doing so because of the Joshua Tree cactus. Um, if you really had a housing crisis that the governor is talking about, one, you know, places like Marin, his home county, is exempt from all these laws till 2029. So just like COVID, it's good for other people, but not for himself and his donors. Um, and then he looks at a place like Huntington Beach, and what if we went along with what the state asked us to do, we'd almost increase our population 50 to 100 times. And you know, John and Ken, they're not going to help us with traffic mitigation. They're not going to help us with everything that comes with that population. 
Governor Newsom left San Francisco in shambles as mayor. I'm not going to let him do the same thing to Huntington Beach that he did to San Francisco. 13. Is he picking on Huntington Beach? Why is it that you guys are always in the news over this and not many other places? Because I see there's a lot of places that still haven't even submitted a plan yet. To, but why? Over 200 cities have not complied. But the reason why he comes after Huntington Beach is because we're, you know, a center right. You know, we're a conservative city that's willing to fight back. And, and the bottom line is we have a great city attorney. We filed in federal court. Uh, a lawsuit because we believe that our charter city allows us for local control. And it's a, 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 again, I think they're overstepping their bounds. What I've said to governor Newsom, you have a mega billion dollar deficit. You, you have a lot of problems to deal with as governor of California. He always looks to other things and deflects from what he's lacking in doing his job. I say, governor Newsom, do your job and, and be governor of California. Let me be mayor of Huntington beach. What's good for Huntington beach. Uh, I know what's good for Huntington beach. The governor, uh, Rob Bonta, and bureaucrats in Sacramento do not know what's good for Huntington Beach. And, and quite frankly, if the, if the state gets their way, you're going to see more flight from people in Huntington Beach. They don't want to live in L.A. or San Francisco. They like the suburban coastal community that it is today. What about this builder's remedy thing? It seems to come up in the stories. It's in a law that allows developers <laughs> to sidestep your approval and just start building. Could that happen? Well, you know, I mean, that could happen. They could do a receivership, but, you know, the blood will be on his hands. I'm not – I got elected by the people of Huntington Beach for fighting for our quality of life. And if the state's going to come and try to destroy, uh, I'll be fighting every step of the way because, again, that's what people put me in office to do. People put me in office to fight for our quality of life, and I'm not going to sign off on something called the statement of overriding consideration. In order to comply, we have to say – that the governor's housing crisis is more important than noise, traffic, environmental concerns, or any concerns you have with any other development. Um, and we have to ignore all those things in order to abide by his, you know, housing crisis. Now, let's be clear, John and Ken, I'm not against development. I, I, I fought for CEQA reform uh, when I was in Sacramento. And, um, but the, here's the difference. I believe that, um, the reason why it's so expensive is because of all the overregulation the state's been doing all these years. And, and, and again, quite frankly, um, they haven't been spending their money wisely and they've been a disaster in terms of management, in terms of the state of California. Now they wonder why they don't have enough housing. Well, they don't have enough housing because of all the regulations over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. And now they're going to try to force great, beautiful communities that built out very well. Um, and we're 95% built out. Uh, and they want to destroy our communities and, and make them into urban centers, which our citizens just don't want. Michael, My, what, yeah, Michael. What, what is the next uh, legal yeah, What could happen step? here in terms of the city or rather the state taking some sort of uh, actions against your city? And what could happen with the courts? Well, there's a lot of uh, fear mongering going on. Um, and and f for anything to happen, basically, the state would have to turn around and sue us, have a judge determine um, that we are violating the law. Uh, which I, I think is going to the, the judge, frankly, is going to be strained to do because our authority to zone and make our local decisions as a charter city actually flows from the California Constitution. And so when everybody says, oh, well, you need to comply with state law, you have to follow state law, you have to do what the state says. Yeah, but we're doing what the Constitution says and what has it has said for decades. And that is our local officials that are duly elected officials by the people get to make zoning decisions for our city. And so there's going to be a number of battles in court, I know. Um, and the, the, the 
the state law and those who fearmonger say, well, the 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 the, the uh, state's going to issue a bunch of fines. There's going to be a bunch of penalties, and it's going to cost the city millions of dollars, and it could go into receivership. <clears throat> you know, there's a process that needs to play out in court before any of that happens. Uh, judges obviously have to make final decisions on the state's standing, so to speak, when it comes to whether it's uh, been compliant with uh, state law or not or has the ability to zone for itself I, I or just, not. I just think it's terrible that you're being targeted while uh, in Marin County it gets it, it gets exempted. Like, well, not only that, John, not only that, John, but there are other little uh, favor nuggets tucked away in the state law, including Napa. Napa gets to buy out of a lot of their arena. City of Commerce also gets to skirt the the laws. There are a bunch of favored areas up and down the state of California that have been carved out for special treatment, um, while the city of Huntington Beach has a larger load, a larger quota than most other cities, if not all other cities in the state of California. So it is punitive. We are being punished. And that's part of our lawsuit. We have a federal lawsuit filed in, in court um, and it's a massive lawsuit. And not only does it highlight the issues, these issues, um, but it also highlights the fact that, you know, what the state's doing is it's depriving our local elected officials, their voice, their ability to make decisions. So basically, it's compelled speech. The state is basically saying, hey, city council, hey, Mayor Strickland, you better vote the way we tell you to or else. All right. Well, that's a violation of the First Amendment. That's a violation of our city council's authority under the California Constitution to govern its own people without interference from the state. I mean, this is compelled government state speech. I mean, this is as bad as it gets. Michael, we've right. got to go. Thank yeah. you for coming I'm sure on. We'll be talking to you both again. That's the city attorney, Michael Gates, for Huntington Beach and the mayor, Tony Strickland. Thanks for coming on. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Or about the mandate of them building all these homes. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, well, we were just talking about Governor Dippity-Doo, and of course that regards Huntington Beach, being forced to construct over 13,000 new homes by the end of the decade, and the city council there, well, four of them against three, put up their hands and said, no, stop sign. We're not going to do that. We're not going to adopt the plan, so that's going to result and, in quite a legal fight coming. You know what 13,000 means in terms of people? That could be about 30,000. Yeah, you figure three a household, maybe. Yeah, that's that's the average household. they got 200,000 people, so that's a significant increase in population. Right. Now, and, and, and what happens, and this is a problem where I live on my side of town, because Mike Bonin was always doing dirty, greasy deals with developers, and he would... Uh, approve of these huge condos to be built, uh, places like Olympic Boulevard on the west side or Pico Boulevard. And everybody goes, wow, that's really cool. Look at that development, you know, and be some condo with, you know, several hundred uh, residences in it. But that adds hundreds more cars to an area that's already gridlocked for hours every morning and afternoon, right? Yeah, well... You know, it, they don't want you in your car, so they don't do anything about the roads. Right, right, right. But the thing but then is, they want to pack in people in your neighborhood. <laughs> the thing, well, the thing is, I still the only way I can get anywhere is by driving down Sunset Boulevard to the 405, and in the afternoon, it is a 40 minute ride to go one mile from my house to the 405. 40 minutes, no exaggeration, because now I'm driving home into that now, and I'm just astonished. 
as, as, as time. Well, this is what they do is they add more of these either greasy deals like Bonin did or they have these mandates. And and what what the mayor said about like San Bernardino, you drive out east of L.A., there's lots of open space. But years ago, they prohibited a lot of towns east of L.A. from building suburban housing. They're banned. They can't they can't develop the land. And in turn, they're trying to force the coastal towns to build tens of thousands of apartments and condos rather than let people live in single family housing to the east. Right. And that's that's wrong. That's not the state's call. But it's it's this this obsession with you live the way we want you to live. This is the way we think you should live. You live in a little uh, a little box. And yeah, if you've ever been to Huntington Beach, I mean, it's a coastal community. It's perfect for single-family homes, lots of fresh air. Nobody wants big buildings. To add 13,300, and it says homes, but a number of them will probably be six-story apartment buildings. Yeah, no, they're going to be... They're gonna be uh... It's for it's for density purposes. When you see the word density, it means oh, apartment buildings, right? Yeah, maybe tall apartment buildings, right? Because you got to you got to add thirteen thousand of them. You you can't have a just four story. This is not not duplexes or fourplexes. You're going to have to build big buildings, and the roads can't take it, especially with Huntington Beach being along the coast, right? You you very easily along the beach, you get hemmed in. And the people who live there know best. Why should Sacramento, with some massive communist housing plan, dictate that the Huntington Beach build exactly 13,300 whatever new homes? That's what communists believe in. The communists. Central planning. They believe that government should dictate how the people live. A lot of left wing people believe that. They're more and more. It's part of the woke thing. Uh, yeah, they they do believe that government needs to take control. Well, we've talked about this many times. Government sometimes needs to take control of private property because they'll know best how to dole it out equally to everybody. Right. But we all get a share. That that's that's kind of the belief of this. And it's, that's sort of where this comes from, that government knows best exactly how many homes need to be built and where. And it, I, I hope Huntington Beach wins and continues to fight this. I like the quote. Of one city council member in Huntington Beach, did you read that at the end of that story, John? I'd rather die on I'd, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning capitulate. He doesn't yeah. want to capitulate. No, nobody should ever capitulate to Newsom. I don't know what it's going to take to get him to back off, but uh, you know, I think I got to. You got to take this to the end. You got to take this to the end. The right to live freely—that is a. Basic bedrock American right. That's why people around the world come here, to live freely without government control. And we are sliding in California to an extreme form of government control. All right, when we come back, well, the El Segundo Times uh, snared themselves an interview with the foreperson for the Mark Ridley Thomas jury to explain how they reached the guilty verdicts. Now, remember... He was not found guilty on a lot of the charges. So that's key to this story. We're now going to tell you exactly what they latched on to. And thank God they got they found something to find him guilty. But you may be pretty amazed by what they dismissed. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This was not a very bright crowd.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at price that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. And uh, we're on the air to 4 o'clock on the radio after 4 o'clock. It's a podcast. Same show on the iHeart app called John and Ken On Demand. And uh, you can uh, catch what you missed. All right. The Moist Line is back day after tomorrow already. So leave those messages. You can use the iHeart Radio app, the microphone icon. A lot of people do it now. Sounds good on the air. Or call the toll-free number. If you have a decent phone, one eight seven seven moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Well, the El Segundo Times managed to snare an interview with the person who was the jury foreperson on the Mark Ridley Thomas trial. He was convicted last week of seven federal corruption charges, bribery conspiracy and good old honest services fraud the four person the jury is kersey kilpalanian it's a woman by the way uh telling this reporter in a series of questions and answers how they reached their verdict seven of the 19 counts so you look at that and they left out a lot of counts and now we understand why one thing that popped up right away is in the answer of why talk to the media she said, even though I firmly believe he was guilty, 
I feel bad for all of his supporters and his family and everybody that was thinking he was doing good things in politics, which I also believe he was doing good things in politics and helping underserved communities. If I were his supporters, I'd want to know more about what happened. What is this? These people actually are in love. She's part of the tribute crowd. are, Are in love with politicians. They, what, they, what, what, are you, what is this woman eight years old? No, they're dirty scumbags. Hello? <laughs> they're that dirty. That's how most people feel, but there's still some people that follow the well, civics books. And they all get on juries? They're dirty, <laughs> conniving crooks. What's wrong with you? In, this, in, in L.A.? In L.A. Third one to be sent to federal prison. Well... You know, I understand why people are upset because he does such good work. It's good work for himself. How do you explain what you ultimately convicted him on to your friends and family? Like, you have to explain it to your friends and family? You have to? Succinctly, I explained it like this. He asked Marilyn Flynn to do something for him, and in exchange, he voted yes on a county contract that would get money coming into her school. There you go, Brian. My friends were curious about the $100,000 but it didn't really come down to whether the donation was legal or illegal. It's the fact that he routed it through USC and they tried to make it look like it was just a donation to the university, but there was an email giving further instructions. And we knew that he was behind the routing of the $100,000. Now we'll stop there because as you read further in this interview, that's the conviction, the $100,000. They didn't think that Sebastian Ridley Thomas's admission to USC and the scholarship that he got, that that was part of the bribe. They didn't yes. necessarily believe that. He he asked that, the writer, what's his name, Matt Hamilton, asked this yeah. specifically. You mentioned that a lot of people on the jury didn't view the admission and the scholarship as necessarily part of the overall conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> and Hamilton said, and that was because Sebastian was qualified for those, or was it just that it seemed consistent with how USC operated? We just decided that USC had some kind of VIP program. And how were we to know that Sebastian wasn't a part of that? Hold on! <laughs> there was the no, whole college admission scandal? Was there any evidence submitted by the defense that indicated it was a VIP program, a legitimate program? There was no very similar to the college admission scandal, which, of course, also (laughs) some happened at USC, right? Yes. Remember the daughter and her fake, uh, what was it, water polo pictures or whatever? Yes. But the thing is, if that was a defense, then Ridley Thomas's attorneys would have presented it. Oh, no, no, no. We qualified for the special VIP package. And and, and it's like, so I'm I'm looking at this and and. You know, at first she claims, well, we just had to follow the law and we had to follow the jury instructions. But when it came to two-thirds of the charges that he was found not guilty on, it was because we just decided, well, they must have had a VIP program. No, there's no such thing. She said, with the professorship, well, we were always a little bit mixed. We could see it both ways. What I finally think made everybody rethink that part of the bribe was that there was just too much phone communication we didn't know what happened. The government did try to make it seem like, well, two minutes later, he called Marilyn Flynn about this, but we couldn't be sure beyond a reasonable uh, doubt. They uh, could have been talking about something else. We don't know. What, gardening tips? But the 100000 we were pretty certain from, because there, you see, because there was an audit trail for the 100000 But But wait a second. Did Boy, th- thank God for but, that. Wait, wait they would have found him not guilty. You had two people that they agreed uh, were part of a bribery conspiracy. Then these two people had another deal that benefited... 
Ridley Thomas's son in the same way. It's the same beneficiary. Ridley Thomas's son, Sebastian, got the $100,000, and he also got the scholarship the and the professorship. And the scholarship right? So if, they were, if you agree that the first part was a bribe, then how could the second part not be a bribe? What is honestly? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This this yep, group in the says jury it again hall later. See, she was asked about that confidential letter that got delivered to Mark Ridley Thomas directly from Marilyn Flynn. Well, we talked about it a lot, but most of the jury just thought the USC admission and the scholarship weren't part of the bribe or the scheme. It was just the hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it doesn't make That's sense. That's crazy. Does it? That's nuts. <laughs> Of course it was all the same thing. And why the hell didn't the prosecution put Marilyn Flynn uh, up on the stand to explain well, that, it? Her, her plea agreement was she wouldn't have to. So that's what they had to give up for that. Well, yeah, but why, well, then they shouldn't have made that plea agreement. Maybe they should have leaned on her harder, right? They, they could have. Well, they would have proven the case against her, too. They yeah. proved it against Ridley Thomas. They had approved it against her. Oh, yeah, because they had mostly it was emails from her side. That they were using. Well, guess the emails explaining that this is coming together for us. I mean, didn't they see the thing is you can't ever assume that the jury's going to get it. These people are dumb. Honestly, they're dumb. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a VIP program. Well, there's nothing in the in that that trial went on for uh, weeks. There was nothing in there about a VIP program. You made that up. They made something up, and then their decision was based on a concept that they invented. There was a, a service dog in the courtroom, we found out. What was the dog's name? His name was Homer. He was really well-behaved. A service dog. Okay, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with uh, somebody who brings a service dog to a jury deliberation. <laughs> okay. They're well put together. Wow. It's, it's, I, guess it, I guess it's shocking that... that uh, by the way, everybody, stop falling in love with politicians. You're you're a grown man. You're a grown woman. You you don't... said it best. Mark Ridley Thomas, unknown to most people in LA County. Let's be honest. Local politicians are sure, but to those who knew who he was, he was a presence. He was this commanding. Uh, he spoke, you know, with that deep tone, uh, like it's... he was a minister or a pastor. He just commanded your respect. And it's emotional manipulation. People who are born with a strong voice or a certain kind of presence, they know they have it, and they use that to get their way and influence people. Right. I, I, I mean, every single uh, religious evangelist who has been thrown into jail had that. The The politicians who get thrown into jail have that. Well, in that's, the end, she says she doesn't feel great. I think people just assume, like, oh, yeah, guilty, you know, uh, big win for fighting corruption. But even if that's the case, it's not fun. Somebody's not guilty. Fun. You kidding? You know, I'm, 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 I would be dancing. I, I, I would be so excited if I could personally put one of these bastards in prison. How could you not enjoy that? I know. Oh, I hope I you're on the so Mike Bennett trial jury. Yeah. Not that there'll be one, but wouldn't that be great? Well, maybe there will be. We can uh, every day. I hope. Uh, every day's possible. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We'll be talking to San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond. Pretty much the only button on the board that says, Nathan Fletcher, leave now. Fletcher has resigned, but it's not effective until near the end of next month. Another dirtbag. 
He's involved in quite a scandal, right? He's being sued for sexual harassment uh, by a former employee of the uh, transit board that he was a member of. And uh, he's on leave right now because he says he needs alcohol rehab. And it's I feel so sad for him. And I feel so sad for the people who he represents and the people who voted for him. I feel so sad for them. All right. Now, here's another reason why old Joe Biden has to go. And it's a story that is apparently slipped under the radar of coverage this week from most, uh, I wouldn't even call them mainstream, but media outlets. Remember the Chinese spy balloon that flew yes. across the United States? Yes. Well, that's the beauty of having a, a Trump trial. It's going to completely obliterate all of uh, Biden's fallops. Well, U.S. officials told NBC News that apparently the Chinese spy balloon that uh, entered U.S. airspace near Alaska at the end of January was able to collect intelligence on American military sites. The balloon, of course, was spotted flying in Montana, home to intercontinental ballistic missile fields. The Beijing blimp could fly in figure-eight pirouettes, lingering over areas of interest. The balloon could pick up electronic signals and transmit them right to Beijing in real time. This came from NBC, which is generally a left-wing woke mm-hmm. media outlet, but yeah. nobody else picked it up. I'm looking at an editorial well, in the Wall Street Journal, which is saying, well, the Biden people lied to us, didn't they? Yes, it was a big lie. They claimed, the Biden's crowd claimed that the balloon did not present a big intelligence risk and yeah. couldn't suck up better information than the Chinese satellites already in orbit. Yeah, they but thought it's low to the earth. What can it really pick up? And, you know, it's probably just got uh, antiquated surveillance uh, gear on board. And Here's the exact quotes. The Pentagon told reporters February 2nd, quote, whatever the surveillance payload is on the balloon, it does not create significant value added over satellites. That was a lie. Hmm. And then defense officials said on the 4th that, that the action of shooting the balloon down neutralized any intelligence value it could have produced. It prevented it from returning the but intelligence to Beijing. That's also a lie. It looks like it could transmit it in real time. Yes. Meaning whatever it picked up, it was going right back to Beijing as it flew over the country and didn't get shot down for days. Uh, here's more from the Biden crowd. The U.S. military, quote, took all necessary steps to protect against the balloon's collection of sensitive information. That's a lie. The balloon's trip was of intelligence value to the U.S. That's a lie. We tracked it closely. We analyzed its capabilities and we learned more about how it operates, said Biden. And because we knew its path, we were able to protect sensitive sites against collection. That's out of Biden's mouth. That's a lie. It's all lies. All lies. Oh, does that make you feel bad? (laughs) Another corrupt lying politician. What a shock. I, it's just, yeah. And uh, why, why, why don't we do a little audit on all the uh, Chinese connections to uh, Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden's bank accounts? Well, over what's the last really weird about years. this is they're real worked up about TikTok, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and banning the app in the U.S. because they might be able to collect information on Americans. You got this thing oh. flying around, apparently picking up information on military sites in real time and transmitting it right back, and we just let it float around for days. I mean, and, does that make any sense? And remember how we responded. We shot down a hobby balloon. 
Oh, that's right. We did those those uh, uh, weather from, from a, a, a balloon hobby group. We just like to see how far they can fly the balloon and where it ends up, right? And and, and the other ones that they shot down, you notice nobody ever uh, never ever claimed them. Yeah, there was yeah. never any follow up on. I, uh, I, there was just the one balloon that we talked. Somebody to the said they hobby were group. They were probably balloons that the the uh, whoever sent them up, the other hobby groups, maybe had given up on them, like they weren't tracking them anymore. So. Hmm. They just float freely, freely until something happens to take them down. So that's why they weren't reported missing, because no, these people don't need them anymore. Yeah, well, the arc of this completely makes sense now. Once the balloon was over the United States and the embarrassment was already out there, the strategy was tell the American people it probably doesn't mean much. This balloon can't really collect anything. And if it does, well, we'll eventually shoot it down and we'll have it before it gets back to Beijing. And then the response was, but... People are worked up over this balloon. So if we see anything else out there like this, <laughs> let's not take any chances and shoot it down. Which they did, what was it, three times over so, that weekend? Yeah, yeah. so let's shoot down some toy balloons <laughs> to make the public thinks like, think like we're on top of things. Yeah, and then they tried to act like, and, well, we're going we're gonna to get that debris and analyze it and see what it was. And it turned out to be a hobby balloon. And, and when the truth comes out, it's the day of Trump's prosecution. So, oh, nobody noticed the story. It got buried. It did get buried. It I saw this as a blip yes. the other day, and then yeah. I saw the Wall Street Journal editorial, and I said, well, I want to read this some more because yeah. there's probably something well, to this that most media is not reporting. The coverage was obsessive 24-7 for that week on the balloon, right? When the yeah. truth comes out that it was a, a, a spy balloon that worked and sucked up a lot of important sensitive information, oh, there's no coverage. Why isn't there wall-to-wall coverage about all the lies the Biden administration told and the Defense Department told? All right. When we come back, we'll be talking once again to San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond. Usually it's about all the crazy transit policies being proposed down there by the uh, uh, SANDAG, the San Diego Association of Governments, and their communist leader, Hassan Akrata. But this time he became the first board member to call for Nathan Fletcher to step down immediately. He's been accused of sexual misconduct, and he's got a whole lot of problems, and he should leave now. We'll talk to Jim coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.